0: Our sages teach that visiting the sick removes one-sixtieth of their illness. Is that medically possible? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 39 of Tractate Nadarim, and we learned that your visit can indeed alleviate your friend's suffering. And that's the most accurate way to measure how ill a person actually is. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. Rav fell ill. Havkana went out and announced Rav Chelbo has taken ill, and yet nobody came to visit him. Havkana said to the sages, didn't the same story happen to one of the students of Rabbi Akiva who became sick? In that case, the sages didn't come to visit him, but Rabbi Akiva entered to visit him and instructed his students to care for him. They swept and cleaned the floor before the sixth student, and he recovered. The sixth student said to Rabbi Akiva, my teacher, you revived me. The went out and taught anyone who does not visit the ill is considered to have spilled blood, as it could be that the sick person has no one to care for him. Let's look at today's Kamara. The mitzvah of si- visiting the sick has no limit. What is the meaning of has no limit? Rev Yosef thought to say there is no limit to its reward. Abiyah said to him, and do all the other mitzvahs have a limit to their reward? But didn't we learn, be as meticulous in the observance of a minor mitzvah as a major one, as you do not know the granting of reward for mitzvahs? Rather, Rabbi said, it means that even a prominent person should visit a lowly person. Rava said, it means even 100 times a day. Havachah Baruch said, anyone who visits an ill person takes from him one-sixtieth of his suffering. Let's analyze the Gemara. Here's the mechanism behind why visiting your sick friend removes one-sixtieth of his suffering. When you see him in pain, it brings pain to you. We don't know why Hashem decreed that your friend should have pain. Nevertheless, right now there's no reason to believe that Hashem decreed that you should suffer. In order to remove that pain from you, which was never decreed, God must remove it from the source. That's why your ill friend suffers a little less you have effectively removed that pain from him. What's important is the emphasis on suffering. People often misquote this, Gemara, stating that visiting the sick removes one-sixtieth of their illness. While technically the correct translation is not illness, but suffering, in a certain sense the understanding of illness is not completely without basis. Here's why. Let me share with you a story of friends of mine, Abe and Sarah. They both had gallstones. Abe had his first. He was in excruciating pain. They took him to hospital where they discovered a small stone. He spent a few days there and eventually the doctors extracted it. Just a few months later, his wife Sarah was feeling a little pain. She ignored it for a couple of weeks and then decided to get it checked out. Sure enough, she too had a stone. Hers was much bigger and they eventually removed it. After that, she loved to tease her husband about his low pain threshold she should have been in far greater pain due to the size of her stone and yet she was able to withstand the pain and get through the day the truth is that everyone's pain threshold is different here's my question to you what's worse a small stone with a lot of pain or a large stone with less pain If presented with the choice which would you take i'm guessing you would choose to have the large stone and the lesser pain In other words, illness is often measured not in terms of the size of the lesion, but in terms of the pain and suffering. To illustrate further, let me offer a more extreme example. Sadie has just passed away at the age of 95. Her non-Jewish children asked for an autopsy and discovered that she had a sizable tumor growing inside her body. The doctors are surprised that she was able to live for so long without complaining about pain. Nevertheless, what's important to recognize is that illness isn't necessarily defined by the underlying root cause. The pain and suffering are often what truly defines illness. One more example from a halachic perspective. What do you do if someone is in extreme pain and the doctors recommend morphine to ease their suffering? The problem is that administering morphine may shorten the patient's life. Nevertheless, the halachic authorities permit it on the grounds that right now the patient requires healing and the easing of the pain is a form of healing. Has the underlying condition been treated? No, on the contrary, the morphine may have worsened the overall situation. However, the key objective right now is to alleviate the pain and suffering. That's the healing that we're aiming for. This explanation helps us understand how it's possible to remove one sixtieth of a patient's illness by visiting him. The removal of the pain by momentarily taking a patient's mind off his predicament with the camaraderie and light conversation that you bring, as well as the assumption of some of the pain that results from seeing your friend suffering, means that he is now suffering less. It may be a tiny amount, but it's something. Did you remove a fraction of his cancer? Of course not. But that's not how we measure illness. It's measured by the amount of suffering, and that you have the power to alleviate. So how often should you visit? How often should you call to see how an ill person is doing? Sometimes you think, should I call? I already called a family yesterday to see how he's doing. They probably don't want to hear from me again. Not so. Their sick family member is constantly on their minds. When you call, you demonstrate that you too have not forgotten, that you too care enough to call regularly, that you too are constantly thinking about your sick friend. Mitzvahs have no limit, but especially in the mitzvah of visiting the sick. Just as you set no limits on the care you show others, may Hashem bestow unlimited reward upon you, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Daf Yomi for years, or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Daf Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the daf with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaic Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicpress.com. Thank you, the transformative DAF.